This is the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. I'm Megan Kendrick, owner of Spa Retailer Magazine. And I'm Jeff Bailey, owner of Spring Dance Hot Tubs in Philadelphia. Welcome back to the Spa Retailer Podcast. I know it has been a while, but 2020 has been a crazy year and some things just had to be put on hold for a bit, mostly for my own sanity. But we fully intend to continue with the podcast and are working on new episodes right now. In the meantime, our friends over at Haviland have stepped in and did an episode for us. It was such a kind gesture and I'm so appreciative. You remember we had John Legend Boker on back on episode number 39. He's back again, hosting this time around. John is talking to another legend, Art Hare, longtime Haviland employee who is retiring at the end of 2020. Art joined the industry in 1983, which is also the year I was born. He talks about how he got started and how the industry has changed in those uh, 30-something years or so. I'll let you do the math. I hope you enjoy it. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. Thanks again to the folks at Haviland. The man who always measures once and drinks twice. I'm John Boker. And I'm Art Hare. And this is Two Drinks with the Legend. We're here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, Lakeside, because this year in 2020, the pool and spa industry was just tiring. It wore us out. I'm here today with Art Hare. This guy was a legend before me in the pool and spa business. Art's been around forever. <laughs> I think when they even before they made swimming pools. Where you started to where you are today is yeah. a great story. Yeah. So, 1983, John, I, I actually was uh, looking for a job. There was a gentleman in my neighborhood named Joe Ward, who in his own, he was legend back yep. at the time. Yeah, yeah. Joe was a wonderful man. He was working for a company called uh, Cantar. Well, he, he was again in my neighborhood and he knew of a dealer in Cincinnati that was looking for a sales guy. So he thought maybe I, I would be good. I was 23 at the time. And I, and I went down to interview for uh, the sales position at Cincinnati Pool and Patio. <laughs> Little did I know, that when you become a salesperson in the retail store, that basically means you are gonna do everything. <laughs> My first week at work, I had to unload, and I think the people in the industry will appreciate this, a truckload of vermiculite. Mm. Now, vermiculite, back in those days, came in unskidded, <laughs> loaded to the top of a 53-foot trailer that each bag you had to handle individually all the way through. You talk about the mask that we wear during COVID right now. I had like four t-shirts wrapped around my mask, breathing that stuff in, unloading that truck. But back in those, in those days, you know, you, you did everything, you know? So yes, I sold above grounds. Yes, I sold in grounds. Yes, I tested water. Yes, I sold the patio furniture. Yes, I unloaded the trucks for above ground pools. Uh, yes, I went out and talked to the uh, consumers laid out the in-ground pools in backyard. Uh, yes, 
I did what was out there when we were digging a hole and working the spud bar and setting walls on the, on above ground. I mean, in ground pools. Uh, yes, we had 11 display pools. There were eight above ground pools, three in ground pools. I had to take care of all those. I vacuumed all those pools. So it's it was you did you did everything. You had to close the register at night. It was funny because retail hours were 10 to 8. Yeah. During the during season. Yeah. We were 12 to 5 on Sundays and then 10 to 5 on Saturdays. Yep. And there were no days off from the home show, which is always in March in Cincinnati, until after the 4th of July. So here's what I'll say. What you didn't mention is that uh, 10 to 8 hours, you, were, you weren't getting there at 10 and leaving at 8. No. You were getting there at 8 and leaving yeah. at 10, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it was, in, in the old days, you did what you had to do. You, you worked. You did. I mean, because trucks didn't say, oh, really, you don't open until 10? Okay, we'll come in after 10 then. No, they were there at 8. Right. So you, they would call, you know, you would say, fine, you'd get there and, and unload the truck. And you know what else was interesting is on weekends, though, weekends was okay because you got there at 10 or noon. Yeah, yeah. It was Saturday or, or Sunday. But when you were pulling in, there were people already in line at the door waiting you to open up, turn on the lights and unlock the door. And they were coming in. All oh, with yeah. a little mayonnaise jar of water or whatever. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is going to be a long day. Yeah, when it was closing time, you remember, you, you see a car pull into the parking lot, hurry up, turn the lights off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you and everybody would duck behind the counter and go, I don't want to wait on this guy. Oh, God. Joe Ward, again, was still at Cantar, and after two years, he came back to Cincinnati Pool and Patio, went to the owner, asked the owner if he could talk to me about now hiring me to be a regional sales guy for Cantar. And let me tell you, the owner wasn't too happy about that because he goes, Fine. I just did all your training for him in the industry and whatnot. And so, yeah, I did actually then take that job with Cantar. I worked for Cantar as a Midwest regional sales guy and calling on Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, West Virginia, and uh, just selling solar covers, winter covers, and then vinyl liners. So, so back then there was no Zoom calls. So how'd you make a sales call back in those days? Would you, have, well, how'd you find a customer? Well, first, you know, my, my budget on, on rooms was red roof or nights in. So those, those, those <laughs> high class places we stayed at back in those days. And uh, it was the classic is honest to God, uh, you know, my kids said we would open up, I'd go and check in the hotel. First thing you do is you get the yellow pages and you go to swimming pools and you would rip out the yellow page sections in there and then you would circle, then you'd go make the calls around the area. So you'd be in Cleveland or Akron or Canton, Columbus, and then you just make cold calls. And I remember when you would when you would go to a place, first you'd find out, ask, ask the hotel, where is uh, Pools Plus? Yeah. And he would say, oh, go here, go there. They'd know how to get there. Then after you'd make those calls, you go to a gas station where you had the phone booth You'd yeah. use your MCI card, calling card. First, there was always like four or five cars in line. You know, you just stand there, wait, I mean, in your car, and then pull up and you'd use that and call and make your appointments. You know, so did that and kind of learned the Midwest from there. And back then, in the 80s, it was always busy. You almost, every distributor, every dealer, manufacturers, were, we were constantly busy. We were selling out of everything throughout the season and there was always a need 
if you were good in sales and you did a good job and you were well known and well liked, um, there's always these opportunities. And so, kind of when I started at Cantar, you know, quickly I had uh, Imperial Pools came knocking on my door. And what I liked was I never went, like, you know, Cantar was a great company, made great products and solar winter covers, but that was, and liners, that was it. Where Imperial Pools was a steel and ground pool manufacturer, Saratoga Spas also did vinyl liners, you know, and I liked expanding my breadth of looking at other, sure. you know, products to sell. So I went from Cantar to Imperial Pools and then was doing good there. Then Esther Williams, you know, came a knocking and then I went to Esther Williams because that's what Cincinnati Pool used to sell. Sure. Because Esther Williams in ground and above ground and so I knew them very well. You know, so I always liked their products and they were great. Again, back in those days, Johnny Weissmiller, Esther Williams, yeah, yeah. you know, Buster Crab, these were brand names in the pool industry. Well, nobody knows who those they don't even are know anymore now. in swimmers, nobody right? Nobody knows Johnny Weissmiller was Tarzan, <laughs> you know? I met him, I met, I met one of those guys at, no, it was Esther Williams, he used to sit in Esther Williams' booth at the trade show and really? sign autographs. Yeah, no back kidding. in the early days of, of the pool show. She'd still be 100 back then. Yeah, she looked good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just saying. <laughs> And so I'd met Bernie Havlin, and they were looking for someone to run their pool business at the time. And I actually, Bernie Havlin, I met him at the Cincinnati airport. And, you know, he wanted to talk to me about the opportunity of running that, you know, division for them. And when we first sat down, you know, Bernie and I were talking, and then he began to get into uh, what he was looking for. And when he was speaking to me, he was talking about, well, I really, you know, you need to understand that with the trichloroisocyanuric acid and the, and the SDICs and then muriatic acid that we're gonna do. And it was going on and on and on and on. And I go, yo, yo, uh, hey, Bernie, <laughs> you, you need a chemist for this job. You, you know, I know pools and I know pool water and I know chemistry, how to keep pools crystal clear. And he went, oh, no, no, no I'm sorry. You know, cause Haviland was industrial chemicals, big chemical engineering company and industrial chemical. I figured he needed that. When he goes, he goes, no, I've never had anyone that knows the pool industry to come in and run this business for Avalon. Yep. So that's how I started with them in 1993. That's okay. how I came to Avalon. So that's the short and sweet of it. Well, that's a, it was a long stellar career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you, by the time you got to Avalon, you'd, uh, you'd already been around the block quite a few times. Well, you know, and back in those days too, it's what, what I liked about it. And it was funny because yeah, it was probably a two and a half year stint everywhere, but I'm in my 20s. People are throwing down a little bit more money every time. Sure. And you're like, oh, okay. But I always stayed in the industry. I, did, I always went to different companies that offered different products. And so now when I got to Havlin, what I obviously enjoyed is Bernie just said, here's the helm, take her where she needs to go. I'm out of your way. And it was just, wonderful man to work for wonderful company yep. and it's been I mean it's a highlight of my career and it's been so much fun you know yep. and, and it's time now you know it's like I've always said that I wanted to go you know to 30 years which you know basically what I'm gonna do to help transition the company yourself and Dave and the guys at, at Haviland and got great people that's yeah. what you need that's what you need in the pool business you know if you don't if you don't have that you know, we, we've seen companies, oh, yeah. we're seeing them now in the industry, yep. falter massively 
because they don't have that person that understands or knows the people. Well, and you're right. You going back to what you said earlier about relationships and, and the steps. You've done that throughout yeah. your careers. Establish those relationships with those people. If somebody gets a phone call from Art Hare, man, they just oh, what, what do you got going on today? What's <laughs> happening? You know, and you know it's not doom and gloom and all business. But this year, I guess trying is one way to say it, but. It does remind me back when I first started in this pool industry back in 1983. So I've been in this thing for a long time. I'm going to start winding it down here, mister. Start taking it a little easy. So you should all know that Art uh, is my boss, uh, former boss now maybe, uh, <laughs> trying to, uh, to find retirement and he's still not there yet. Not there yet, but uh, I'm going to work on it. and. Uh, the industry's been fantastic to work for, and I'll tell you what, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and it's a, it's a different industry, as you all know, and it's, it's, it's relationships. It's, everybody tries to say, you know, it's a business. It's simple. It's easy to understand. I'm sure like, uh, you know, you and me, our first spa was uh, is a, was football. Yeah, yeah. You know, when your knee tub. hurt or something, <laughs> piling that steel tub. No chemicals. Oh no. Don't even want to know what was living in that thing. <laughs> Especially be, after football. Had to be nasty. <laughs> but nowadays spas have come. They're massive. This this year, by far, by far the biggest year for the spa industry ever. Uh, on on every level, from chemicals to the spa manufacturers. I mean, everybody is. I don't know, half a year behind already. Oh, Open absolutely. And, and, and you know, in the 90s, you thought you could never sell any more spas than you sold in the 90s. No, And no. Uh, yeah, it has come full circle. And it's, yeah. and, and again, because of what happened this year with the COVID and people, uh, suppliers that weren't able to produce things. So, hey, the spa manufacturer may be able to put the tub together but he didn't have the resin to make the jets right. or the hose right. to plumb it in or right. a, a motor or a pump seal. Even coatings that would go over the acrylics. Sure. You could, they couldn't get, so the acrylic manufacturers couldn't even make the acrylics. So the spa guy couldn't buy the acrylic to form the tub. It, it's one of those years, but it's, uh, I still think what happened though, a lot of people realize that when they got the spa, it kept the family going, coming in and using it. You know, and, and you got to remember that you, you want to kind of keep that thought process going if you want to keep spa sales moving, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, because we're going against, you know, spas are going against theater rooms. I mean, it's it's discretionary income that we have. Going and, again, boats. We're here on the right, lake, right? right All right. kinds of boats. So, you know, and sea dudes and sure. those type of, that, that type of thing. So you want, you know, to remember how, how nice it is to have a spa. <laughs> Let me tell you, at age 60, we need to climb in those. <laughs> I'm not there yet. Everything's beginning to hurt. <laughs> Let me just tell you. This shoulder hurts, that knee hurts, that hip hurts. And getting in a spa, the therapeutic value of it is wonderful. Yeah. So I, I do I do enjoy, you know, our industry and, and the things that we bring to it from the spas and the pools and you know, so yeah, this year you look at it, this pandemic, but you always try to find a silver lining. It's like back in the 09, you know, 08, you know, oh, 10 yeah. when it, the recession came. And, and it, it was, well, the housing collapsed. You could right. you could buy everything in, in bankruptcy. Well, this thing brought, you know, all, again, all the families came back. And so you kind of, you spent the money on opening up and having a pool again. 
I right? mean, we've not, we've not seen these type of sales in pools and spas. Well, I'll say, I'll say ever, because I remember everybody goes back to 1988. Yep. I'll go back to that year. No, 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 man, 88, and 88 was the year. But this year, I can tell you that as I've spoken with every manufacturer, every customer, every distributor, every big retailer across the country, that every single category sold out. Grills, patio furniture, chemicals, above ground pools, in ground pools, and ground builders are already sold out for 2021. Yeah. Well, in hot tubs, you can't get one today until next year, right? So, when you came to Haviland in 93, obviously, chemical company, different products. Uh, I do remember the uh, Spa Pure label from back then. That yeah, was yeah. atrocious. <laughs> so, it was a wooden a picture of a wooden tub. <laughs> With Cedar some bubbles coming off the That's top. what it was. Yeah, you're very good. Very good. So, uh, one of the things that that we can, I'd like to talk about is how, how the evolution of spa chemistry and pool chemistry has changed since 93 and some of the things that have happened. So a lot of spa manufacturers now are doing things with uh, some alternative sourcing to some chemistries. You still need those other things that Haviland produces, but spas do things a little different now. Um, the evolution of the packaging, which you can touch on that because yes. that, that yeah. was outstanding. Right. I'll tell you what is, um, you know, coming to Haviland and and seeing what what Haviland did from a chemical standpoint. You know, we have 15 to 20 chemists that are already, you know, they're they're, they're chemi degreed chemists that know what they're doing. So I was looking at that's not a problem. We know chemistry, okay. But when you looked at our products visually. It was like the Spa Pure's great example that you just brought up. It was like, it was the white bottle, a white cap with a paper label wrapped around it. It was like, my God, I mean, you know, my grandkid could do that thing. <laughs> so, you know, use crayons, Crayola, just right on it. There we go, Spa Pure pH Plus. That's all it says. Well, so, true story. I'm, I'm sitting there looking at our Spa Pure, saying this brand looks like, well, something I can't really say on air. So. <laughs> I'm at our little local watering hole around the corner. We used to call it Haviland South, a little bar <laughs> called Tillman's. And I and I'm I'm look I get, I'm with the guys. I go no 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 listen. I go we need we need to make a fundamental change in our look. I said like 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 look right there. Look at that sky vodka bottle. See that blue bottle? We need to take that total blue cobalt. I mean a blue bottle like that. Bullet shape it. And, I, and then I said, and then we'll take a, like a fluorescent one color. Then they have the cap match, you know, and when we go through this, this look, right? And then when we finally get the design of the bottle, we work with a, a bottle manufacturer out of, out of Columbus, I had to say that. Again, you know, couldn't, couldn't find <laughs> Another with the Ohio State oh, no, okay. Come on. <laughs> so the guy brings us to look and we get it silk screened. And honest to God, it's, it's, a, it's a one color, fluorescent silk screen with an orange just like your shirt beautiful yeah, yeah. jumps out at you with with the the cap matching okay we we bring that out we launch that the the bottle manufacturer calls us and says i i need can i put this in the packaging digest because this look is just jumping out everywhere and i went sure go ahead 
He goes ahead because they want to put it in in the packaging digest the industry, which is a Packaging Machinery Institute, and it's which is massive. You know, it's ma sure billions, billions, billions of dollars industry. We win the award for the <laughs> best design award in that industry, and so we launched that product, and that product with nothing other than an image look. When people were walking into the national show, when they were walking into the Atlantic City show, and you just, all we did was a new design look, and they walked by, and they're going, going what is that? They didn't, it was just, it's the exact same chemistry. Right. But it was just the image. It's a look, it's a spa. Right. Think about it, it's different, you got, and so, and there's a lot of companies in our industry that are getting a lot better at that. And that's how you gotta, you gotta bring that image, and that's what I was trying to do with Havlin, bring us up. To yeah, update the up. image and the look, and well, again, like you said, spas now, lights and and stereos and TVs, and that that chemistry has to follow. Yes, the moral of the story is, you can get a lot accomplished at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that all day long. All right, so 2020, we know, was. Uh, trying it best right best year ever no one can be yeah, happier everybody. they made money right and if you didn't make money this year well you <laughs> you shouldn't be in the business you, you need to get be out in any business right, right. i mean all you had to you do is get open out the right door now. and uh, ask for the cash agree um so with with all of those those things that happened um going into 2021 yes i think that uh I, I don't think it's going to be a whole lot easier moving forward. I think no. that uh, no. production and manufacturing and all those things are still going to be tight. Um, and I really think that we're still going to have a great year next year. Yes, the, the demand for all of the products in the pool industry will be, will probably succeed 20. So 21 is going to be greater, but there's our challenge. I think all the components that it takes for every manufacturer, not just chemicals, but everybody to get the components in, to get the products done, to get them shipped to the customers, to get it into the retailers who can then service the customers is going to be difficult. It just is. I mean, everyone in our industry knows from the chemical side, what has happened with the hurricanes that have been devastating the Gulf Coast. And the sure. Gulf Coast is, is the mecca for chemistry, yeah, for chemicals, yeah, yeah. I should say. And yep. so, and, and all those chemicals touch a, a variety of products. Right. So it's it's gonna be a problem. And COVID is is, is draining, um, you know, sanitizers, disinfectants. Yep. Right. Because again, would you rather use a chemical to help fight COVID or help keep a pool or spa sanitized? Are you asking me that question? <laughs> <laughs> we might be biased being in business we're in. And then if we all could do our job from inside a spa, we probably prefer to yeah, do that. Yeah, amen. It might be a little wrinkly when we get out, but you know, it's it's something that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's going on right now. And so um, those chemistries are going to get shifted out of, out of the pool and spa because we are, as an industry, we're very small in the scheme of surface disinfectants yes. and sanitizing 
and and other categories. So, and so, so what some people might not realize or understand is those those disinfectants that are used to kill those viruses are also used to kill algae. Yep. And yes. and keep us sanitized in our pools and hot tubs, right? Correct. So, briefly, and it, 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 I'll let you explain that. I guess the three main ones with maquat and and yeah, quaternary compounds. Quaternary compounds are used in uh, 409, fantastic uh, Clorox, all these hard surface cleaners that you use every day in your in your uh, toilet trees and your bathrooms and your uh, kitchen counters. Um, that same product is also used to kill the algae that's grown in your pool or spa. It's an algicide. It's an algicide. Yep. Um, or a mildew remover. Yep. And chlorines, um, at least chlorines for pools. Yes. That's gonna be a massive problem going forward for 2021. Um, there was a one of the hurricanes that came through in, in, the, in the Gulf, uh, created a lot of problems in Lake Charles, Louisiana. One of the, the largest uh, producer of trichlor um, got hit and had a massive fire. They're going to be down. That's going to that's going to take out. Yeah, it's not good for anybody. No, the industry no. as a whole. So no, it's not. It's, it, not it's, good. it's bad. And um, uh, and and those chemistries, you know, fall into spas and and pools and yes. everything else. Yep, yep. Um, and municipalities. Municipalities. Outside of, yeah. Yep. So it's going to be a challenge to get those products for 21. And I think that we're going to have to get creative as an industry and, and uh, keep keep pool water safe, spa water safe. Uh, and, there, and we got a lot of products and a lot of other competitors have got a lot of good products. We just got to find a way to teach homeowners how to, how to use the products efficiently. Yep. And, and we can we can do that and we will do that. Yeah, and so, well, and, and I just want to touch on one more before, yes. I, before I explain that how to extend that sanitizer value in your in your spa or pool, but um, oxone is another one, or yep. monoprosulfate, right? That 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 chemistry that we typically use in the pool and spa industry to oxidize waste and and uh, shock a hot tub or a pool. Um, that's one of those other disinfectants that's yes. used uh, widely in uh, in the in the hard surface industry, right? Yep, yep, yep. That that actually has been uh, now. They've, they've found new ways to use that product for, you know, everyone's going after COVID and these type of strains. So they're all testing for this and they're finding out that, yeah, that, that particular product, you know, potassium monoprosulfate is a very good product to kill COVID. Yes. You know, so let's face it, you're the manufacturer of that product and you were dominated by the pool business and now you have, you have a way to help people you know, worldwide, right. it's it's going to get used in that. Right. So I can understand. We can understand that as yeah, an yeah. industry. And that's what's going to. And happen. I think that's what we're trying to relate to the masses right now by talking about this. Is is supplies are tight. They, they're they're not non-existent. Right. It's just things are going to be tight. So what do we have to do? We have to think of ways to stretch out or extend our sanitizer usage. Yes. And, yes. And for me, and, and and you can maybe touch on it a little bit more. So. You know, some of my components are borates, enzymes, yes. those things that help to break down materials, material or uh, keep water in balance more efficiently so chlorine works better. And I think that those products are really going to be the focus of 2021. 
a good thing too. But you're right. I mean, taking all the bullshit out of the water before, so it doesn't have to kill so much. Right. That's well. And so, and so when I talk and present, a lot of times I talk about uh, brushing pool walls because biofilm builds up, right? All that weird yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. And so, there's dead spots and dead areas where where these things can take hold, and that sanitizer can't get to. So I always talk about brushing pools and and brushing spots. I mean, spots too. There's crevices and nooks and crannies those things are all molded and contoured right and so my my joke is always get you a beer helmet right? <laughs> you load that thing up in the morning and you go out and you brush your pool or clean your hot tub i mean when you got to reload it yeah you're done yeah so to wrap things up 2020 was exciting 2021 is going to be more exciting <laughs> because I really believe the industry has banded together. Uh, things might be tight. We might have to work a little harder, but we're all gonna be working together. And I think that's important as an industry uh, of something like that that we've accomplished this year that we've not done in long many time. years. Long time. Right. Yeah, and it's gonna, it's gonna continue on. I mean, 21 is gonna be just like 20, if not bigger. And I believe 22 is going to be the same way, and you got to capitalize on it now, and, and talk about all the all the great opportunities owning the spa and, and, the and work together. Yeah. We're, and, and, yep. I, and I think as manufacturers tend to work together more, and dealers and as an industry come together, Correct. I think we all benefit. We do much, we do. much more. Very much more. I'd like to thank Art. Art Hare, thank my you. special guest. Johnny, uh, sitting with the ledge has been a wonderful time. Well, you supplied the Tito, so that's even better. I did, I did. <laughs> Two drinks went to four. <laughs> Might go to six here in a minute. Well, we're going to have a couple. <laughs> uh, Megan Kendrick, thank you very much for letting me uh, sit in for you. And uh, Spa Retailer Podcast, this thing is uh, taking off. It's kind of cool. I've very never cool. done this before. Uh, so it's something that, that I'm excited about. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, Megan, get over here. We'll take you on a boat ride next time. <laughs> Who drinks with the legend? There you go. If you only knew how much I wish I was on a boat right now instead of recording this in my closet, hiding from my family. <laughs> Thanks again, guys. And we will see you in two weeks. podcast is produced by Spa Retailer Magazine. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SpaRetailer.com, and the Spa Retailer app. Please leave us a review and let us know what you think or email us at podcast at SpaRetailer.com. Thanks, John. Thanks, Art. Mommy and Abby are recording in the closet. Abby out.